Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life, because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release of Dutch Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap companies right after important news. With us today, we're ecstatic to have him back, Peter Pascali, President and CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada, coming trades on the TSX Venture under the stock symbol PYR, for our friends in the US on the QB, PYR, NF, and for our friends in Germany on Frankfurt under 8PY. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with the company, Pyrogenesis, is a multiple TSX Venture 50 company. They're a world leader in advanced plasma processes uh, that's achieving global success in multiple applications with some of the world's biggest companies and organizations. For example, their technology is already in use on uh, US aircraft carriers. Their titanium powders for advanced 3D printing have already received major orders and some of the world's biggest, from some of the world's biggest companies. And they've got NDAs of some of the world's largest airplane manufacturers, which is why they're nominated Materials Company of the Year again uh, by the 3D Printing Industry Awards for the second year in a row. That's translating to some financial success. Q2 revenue, 913000 Backlog, $10.5 million. And some contracts that are waiting to be finalized. Let's talk about those. Peter, happy belated Labor Day. Welcome to the show. Thanks, George. Good to be back. Good to be back. Hey, before I get into the questions, summer's over. You know, everyone's back. How are you feeling at Pyrogenesis uh, with how things have been going so far this year? Uh, George, uh, it'd be an understatement to say I'm ecstatic. I mean, I think we've been knocking it out of the park on, on all levels. And uh, it's good to be back, to have the summer behind us and getting back into the flow of the, the fall. All right, so let's get to it. Q2 yeah. financials came out last week. Uh, no surprises there, but I get the feeling that the, the market and investors are asking themselves, how can things be so quiet? Uh, given the given the amount of news and press releases you've been putting out all year long, um, and I know you've been getting those questions, how do you how do you respond to that? Well, George, I don't think it's a, it's the majority of investors, but there are some out there that are asking those type of questions, and maybe because they're new to the story. But we could address it by breaking it down, uh, basically in terms of uh, let's say performance, stock performance, and uh, contracts and news, etc. So, with respect to stock performance, uh, I mean there's ups and downs all the time, but when we look at uh, comparable summer periods in the past and summer periods for, uh, for the TSXV are sometimes very challenging. It's sure. very quiet. Um, back in 2018, June 1st versus just before our, 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 our second quarter was announced, uh, the decrease, I think it was about 30%. In uh, 2017, it was about 25%. And this year, uh, it was basically flat. I mean, there's ups and downs, as I said, but basically flat for the summer, which we think is really, really, really good. Right, because you did get the 65 cents, you yep. kind of rolled a little bit, yep. but. Yeah, you'll find those fluctuations, but for that period, you know, it's usually a significant decrease, and it was basically flat. Uh, it came off in the past few days because of the, uh, the, the quarterly, I believe, um, but basically it was flat. So uh, back in the summer of 2016, George, our stock at exactly this time 
was around 17 and a half cents. And the market cap was about 20, $22 million, if I recall. We've increased that three times. So we've gone up 300% over that period of time, which is, I think, excellent. Um, we've actually gone higher. So we're not at the top. We weren't at our 52-week high. So if you include that, it's probably another two times more. The, um, the Dow Jones has decreased uh, this time over last year, and we haven't. So generally speaking, I think our stock performance is spectacular. And within that period, George, we maintained our relationship with the U.S. Navy. But not only did we maintain that relationship, but we added two multi-billion dollar relationships with our H&R Drawstrike uh, line of business and our added manufacturing. Specifically, 3D printing side, right, added manufacturing, 3D printing side. Uh, specifically, we signed the mutual exclusivity with Obert and Duval in the added manufacturing. And on the Drawstrike, we, um, we, we took Drawstrike and made it a fully commercial business line with multiple contracts, and a repeat contract uh, with one particular entity. So it's nothing to sneeze at. However, some investors seem to be getting antsy over our press releases that allude to potential contracts. And before we get into those, maybe you want to explain again to everyone why you announced a potential contract. Uh, for example, the Navy one is for $13 million on two systems. You've got the $20 million order that's still subject to diligence. Why would you announce those and just not wait till they're done, they're firm, they're closed up? So George, that's, um, that's a good question. I mean, and, and it's a very complicated one. Let's, let's see if I can explain it. Basically, um, I value my investor base and I treat them as I would like to be treated. Now, I don't think as an investor who owns stock, uh, I'd appreciate it if several weeks after selling, I heard that a major contract was signed. I'd be asking myself, were there, weren't there some indications be, beforehand that you could, you, could, you could share with us? Right. So that's one reason. Uh, the second reason is that um, people on the other side of the table have information that they might trade on. They don't live within the same jurisdictions, North American jurisdiction, may not be subject to the same laws, and they have information at their disposal which they may trade on. They're, they yeah. may be subject to the same laws as in our jurisdiction. So what I'd like to do is give an indication when I'm, when I'm, when I'm relatively confident that something is moving forward in the right direction, or there may be trading based on information that is not readily available, I'd like to give some indication of what's happening in the company and also explain a bit about the risk. It's not a signed contract. Until a contract is signed, it's never done. But that's how I look at it, uh, George. I think, it's the, I think it's, the, it's, it's the respectful way I'd want to be treated as an investor. And that's how I treat my investor base. Well, I got to tell you, Peter, in the 25 years I've been doing this, I think that's very fair. I think that's very fair. Because at the end of the day, you're not obligated to do that. You can just keep quiet and spring the news on when it's, you know, when it's closed. And if somebody happened to sell a day before, a month before, say, hey, I followed the rules. But the fact that you're being respectful is twofold. A, you're being respectful, and B, uh, you're actually, you know, exposing yourself to criticism, you know, from people who are saying, "Why is this closed already?" Right? Exactly. Exactly. The fact that you're taking that high road, I think, is yeah. is a pretty big deal. And I would like to ask you quickly. I think it's also fair to say that if the status of these agreements or the status of these pending agreements change, you would also advise everybody. So is it fair to say, given the fact that you haven't 
advise that the, the you know any of these agreements are going backwards that you're still pretty confident in how they're going yeah you, george you hit the nail on the head like, given that i did announce the potential contract if at any point uh, that fell off the table that or change or delay delays aside i, I would have to i'd have to uh, press release the uh, that event um one could argue that i, I haven't press released and time has progressed so we're probably closer to uh, the conclusion than, than we were a few months ago. And I wish I could be grilling on those timelines, but I know you can't, you know, you've done enough to let everyone know that they're there, yeah. uh, and, but we can't really, we can't grill you uh, on the timelines. Exactly. So now that we've got, you know, the dates out of the way and that things are looking a little more imminent, even though you can't be specific, let's talk about this perceived delay that has got some people in the market antsy as to, you know, why is the Navy deal closed? Why is the $20 million deal closed? How do you address that? Well, George, they're, they're good questions. There's some concern in there that these delays somehow uh, impact the quality of 2019. Before I speak to those delays, allow me for a second just to review some of the things that have transpired in 2019. And we're only basically halfway, three quarters of the way through. Um, at the beginning of the year, we signed a mutual exclusivity with a multi-billion dollar company. That was nine months ago. Uh, we announced the U.S. Navy deal and, and of course, the $20 million deal, which you just announced. However, we did also announce that we won a tender for um, almost a one megawatt torch. Uh, we won the tender, we contracted, and we got a down payment in that period, which puts us into a whole new line of business where we have a clear advantage being torch experts. We also announced that we had shipped uh, specialty powder and 3D printing to a government agency, successfully completed it. Uh, we noted that we increased our 3D powder production to unheard of uh, levels, rates, uh, at the same cost as the older rates. So huge impact, not just for the company, but for the industry. In June, we announced two things. We announced uh, that we signed a $3.6 million non-military land-based system, which was the first time the company did that, non-military land-based system. We got the deposit and we're moving forward on it as well as the fact that we actually won the tender or the, uh, the, uh, the, the award uh, for this $20 million potential contract. So let's talk about the delays with respect to that $20 million contract and the U.S. military. The U.S. military is a double order for two aircraft carriers where we have our system in the design, and it amounts to roughly $12, $13.5 million to us in a contract. Um, the question is, why, why hasn't it been signed? Well, that's out of our hands. It's the U.S. military. And as I mentioned in some of my press releases, I believe uh, essentially the, the U.S. government is managing their money well. They're not spending it before they have to. Um, the long, long lead items have been ordered. So the system is going forward. I mean, the, the, the order is going forward. It's just a matter of time when, we're, when our number is going to be up and they sign with us. So that is something... I mean, you can never take it to the bank, but that, I'm highly confident that the two orders are going forward and we're part of that game. But it's out of our hands, clearly. Um, but I think the investors would like to know that, you know, that is in, 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 the, in, the, in the pipeline, so to speak. It's a key, it's a key uh, development. And if we didn't announce something, George, people would be asking us, well, these aircraft carriers are being ordered. Where are you in that process? Right. So that addresses and, that. And if you don't. That's right. 
With respect to the $20 million potential contract, we first announced it about four months ago. The fact that, as I said before, I haven't announced anything untoward that these things are moving forward should give people a lot of confidence that they're progressing and, 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 and as far as I can see, nothing's stopping them from concluding. So from that aspect, George, I, the delays I think are entirely reasonable and understandable. And uh, you can see why now I'm extremely excited about the September timeframe. Uh, getting back into the into the into the people are back at their at their at their desks all over the world, the vacation period delays, which is very frustrating for a company like us, um, are, are behind us. And uh, in short, George, I'm very excited about what we've done and where we're going. And given what you said, then you can't really call these delays. At the end of the day, this is just normal course, you know, closing. This is normal coast, normal normal, uh, you know, routine for how you get from an award. To a final contract. I think that your example of using a house is great. Well, exactly, George. Somebody wrote to me an email. And I just said, you know, why haven't you closed? In my experience, it doesn't take much to close. I said, <laughs> you, know, you know, give me a break. I said to him very politely. I said, you know, it takes three months to close a house. And he wrote back. He said, you know what? Uh, I didn't. I didn't look at it from that perspective. You're doing very well. Carry on. So sometimes I understand investors wake up. They hear the news. They get very excited. Everybody's looking for that, you know, diamond in the rough. They wake up in the morning and they look at the news. There's nothing. And the news. And after 30 days, it seems like, you know, 30 years. Uh, so I get it. But uh, people should rest assured that things are moving as they should be. There's no unusual delays. Um, and we're there. I mean, we're, we've announced in the past few months, as I said, uh, three new business lines, basically. We've announced that we had a winning torch tender. It's a new business line. We got into that non-military uh, land-based system which is a new business sign, so to speak. Uh, we also announced in DrossRight that we have a smaller system now uh, you know, that, that, can, that can attract or can, that can address the needs at smaller aluminum smelters. So these are three really phenomenal developments over the 2019 on top of the $20 million, on top of the U.S. Navy. Um, people, investors should be extremely satisfied with our performance. I know we are, and my board is. And um, anyways, I'll just leave that... Yeah. I just there, George. Something else exciting that you announced in 2019 is your plan, consideration to spin out part of the company, uplist to another exchange, uh, in order to kind of start separating out these valuable assets and giving them their due attention. Because right now, you've got multiple lines, and I've never seen this before in the small cap world, especially in technology. You see in mining sometimes, but you've got you've got 3D printing. Uh, you've got the military, you've got the dross right, uh, you've got the solar grade silicon with HPQ, you've got all these things happening. So Peter, given all this, given the market malaise, despite all the great developments going on in 2019 and the things that are sitting just waiting to be closed uh, potentially very soon, does this only embolden you and your board even more to go ahead with that decision you made earlier this year, which is to spin out certain businesses into their own entities uplist, change listing and exchanges in order to have the company realize maximum value for each of its business lines? Because you have fantastic lines. You've got dross right, you've got 3D printing, you've got the military, you've got the pods, you've got solar grade silicon with HBQ. Um, what, you know, how do your plans look for that going forward? Uh, good question, uh, uh, George. I mean, we're still dedicated to the uh, to spinoffs or uplistings. We believe that it will um, it will increase our investor base and interest 
in our company and in, and in the different uh, um, uh, units. It is a very difficult company to understand. So the simpler we can make it, the better we believe. Sure. We, ha we are waiting basically to pen these contracts because it will change the nature of our options uh, one way or another. And so that, uh, to answer your question, we're, 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 we're continuing. It's important. I would have thought that some of these contracts would be under our belt by now and we could move aggressively towards uh, spinoffs or uplistings. But that is, uh, that is in the offering, of course, and, um, and for the reasons you mentioned, uh, better visibility and better stock price. Last question for you. You had a phenomenal 2019. We're here Tuesday, right after Labor Day. So the year you've had so far from contracts and contracts pending and all things you've accomplished, your product line, everything, your production throughput are out of the park. What's left for 2000, for 2019? What should everyone look forward to? Not that you can tell specifically what's going to happen, but you know, do you expect the same pace of activity and, and, and things happening for the, for the rest of the year? Uh, I don't see any reason why it shouldn't continue. Uh, the, each one of our business lines is moving very, uh, very aggressively. I don't see why it shouldn't. Although uh, I think if we just bring home all the things that we've actually started, uh, that would be a phenomenal 2019. But uh, rest assured, uh, George, we, um, our, our, our strategy was not to let up. We're going after many different opportunities of a similar size and nature. And obviously, we've, we're, on, we're on a lot of people's radars as well. Peter, thanks for joining us. I love the fact that it's Tuesday morning, the day after, morning after Labor Day. And we're sitting here having this interview because of, you know, you want to update everyone on what's happening. So... Congratulations on what's happened so far in 2019. I know we're going to have you back on. I mean, I think you've been on five or six times already with warrant, right? I wore you warrant six or seven times. So I can't wait to see what else you guys are able to cook up and, uh, and bring to investors uh, in the next three, four months. Thanks a million, George. It's glad to be here. I look forward to speaking to you in the near future. You've been watching Peter Pascali. He's CEO at Pyrogenesis Canada. The company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange on the stock symbol. PYR for our friends in the US on the QB under PYRNF and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 8PY. You've heard a lot of great information, a lot to absorb, rewind it, watch it again, then start your due diligence, get to Agoracom, take a look at the summaries, watch past interviews with, with uh, Peter over in 2019. They're extremely valuable. And then finally, Get into the discussion forum, the CEO verified forum, and ask any questions you may have because Peter and his team are there answering questions. And that level of accessibility tells me that this is a company that wants to communicate, and that tells me they're confident. Thanks for joining us. Have a fantastic day. Welcome back from Labor Day. Talk to you soon.